Every year as we begin Lent, the first Sunday in Lent always has the same uh, gospel account. Now, it's a different uh, writer, but it's always the story uh, of Jesus' temptation in the desert. And so why does the church do this? Why do they always choose a temptation in the desert as the first Sunday in Lent? Well, as you hear about today in Mark's Gospel, and by the way, Mark's account of the temptation is the shortest, which Mark's Gospel is the shortest as well. But what we see right away is that Jesus goes out, is driven out, the Spirit drives Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And right there, we should have some things ringing in our head, some bells ringing in our head. We have the desert, we have 40 days, and we have temptation by Satan. So that should call to mind, hopefully, temptation. We think of the Garden of Eden, and as Adam and Eve are cast out, they're kind of cast out into the desert, actually, is what we believe. We also have the 40 days, and of course, there we see uh, the number 40 a couple times in the Old Testament, and any uh, first century Jew would, would connect this just like we connect it as, uh, you know, 21st or 22nd, whatever century we are, uh, Christian and Catholic. And so what does 40 signify? Of course, we have 40 days of Noah uh, in the flood, which we hear about in the first reading, uh, the flood. And why was the flood coming upon the earth? It was to essentially reconfigure uh, the earth because, well, they had all, for the most part, except for Noah and his family, turned against the Lord. They turned against God. And so God flooded the earth and, and had this uh, reconfiguration, this purifying washing it clean of all evil. And our mind there is always to be like, what else does that sound like? Baptism, right? And so we see this connection all the way back in Genesis 5 of this type of baptism for the world. And of course, we know that we too are called to enter into this baptism. It's interesting as well, as we hear the first reading throughout Lent, we're actually going to hear about salvation history. And the reason for this is because Lent is really a season in which those who are preparing to enter into the Catholic faith uh, learn more about God. And so those preparing for baptism and those preparing for confirmation. And so the Church in Simple Wisdom presents this. But it's not only 40 days of, of, of the flood that the number 40 comes to mind. We also, of course, have the Israelites who are in the desert for 40 years. And why are they in the desert for 40 years? When they're leaving the enslavement of Egypt and Pharaoh and how they're enslaved and going to the promised land. And yet when they get to the desert, what do the Israelites do? Over and over and over again, they turn back against the Lord. They don't, they don't turn towards him, they turn against him. I mean, even before they even reach the Red Sea, right? They're already turning to the Moses saying, why did you bring us out here? Is there not enough graves in Egypt for us to be slaughtered? They cross the Red Sea. They go there. Moses is there at the uh, Mount of Sinai and, of course, receives the Ten Commandments. And what are they doing when he comes back down? They're worshiping uh, the false god, the, uh, the golden calf. And this is after everything they have seen. What are they doing? It doesn't make sense. But obviously, they're tempted. They're tempted by the evil one. And so when Jesus goes into the desert, it states that he too is tempted. But unlike the Israelites, unlike Adam and Eve, 
He does not give in to that temptation. He stays strong. He perseveres. And at the end, of course, we hear and the angels minister to him. And then, of course, he goes, and uh, after the arrest of, of, of John, he goes and says, repent and believe in the gospel. What does repent mean? Turn back to the Lord and believe in the gospel. What else is 40 days? If you take out Sundays, by the way. Lent. Lent is 40 days. And just like Jesus, just like the Israelites, hopefully not 40 years, right? But just like Jesus, just like Noah, just like the Israelites, we too are entering into this time of temptation. I know that sounds weird to think of Lent as a time of temptation. But we know that it's true. Why? Because during Lent, we have made this commitment that we are going to turn back to the Lord, that we are going to spend more time in prayer, more time in fasting, more time in almsgiving. And we have this great intention. And yet whenever we do this, do you know who doesn't want us to do this? The evil one. And he is going to tempt us. He is going to tempt you like no tomorrow. This happens all the time. We could think back in our own life. When we've wanted to go deeper, it seems like it's easier, not easier, but it seems like we have more temptations that come upon us. And what are those temptations going to look like for you this Lent? Well, I mean, there's the obvious ones, right? Like you gave up chocolate, <laughs> you're really going to desire chocolate. Let's be honest, on Fridays, we all want meat on Fridays. The rest of the week, we probably don't want meat. But on Fridays, who doesn't want to go for filet mignon? I know I do, unless it's a fish fry at St. John's, and that's delicious fish. So make sure to come to the next fish fry, right? But... We, we have this, these, these temptations uh, that, that come to us, but it's not only from what we've given up, it's a spiritual battle. Lent is a spiritual warfare because we want to go closer to Christ, but the world is trying to pull us back. The evil one is trying to pull us towards, towards him, and so we have this battle that goes on. And it's not a one-time thing. Every Lent, this happens. In every Lent, we're called to enter into this spiritual battle, this spiritual warfare. And maybe like, why do we do this? Why do we put ourselves through this? Because we have to fast forward, remember what Easter is. And I think all of us have had good Lents before, and we've had bad Lents before. Right? But when we have a good Lent, when we persevere, when we stay strong to the best of our ability with God's help, and it comes to Easter, we receive so much grace, so much reward, and we're able to enter into it, not only at Easter, but during Lent as well. And so the church in its infinite wisdom says, enter into this temptation. Enter into this desert and let the Lord be with you because it's worth it every single year. It reminds me of a movie that, that I saw, I think most of us have. It was a very popular, actually, documentary that came out in 2005. It's called The March of the Penguins. So we're kind of going old school here a little bit. But I hope you've seen uh, that movie or that documentary. And if you haven't, I highly recommend it. I mean, let's be honest as well. Morgan Freeman could have a documentary about lima beans, and I'd listen to it because his voice is amazing. But this one's even, even better because it tells a story of these penguins in the Antarctica. They're emperor penguins. And every March, uh, they emerge from the sea. And it's beautiful scenography where they're, they're coming out of the sea. And it's not just one, it's all of them for the most part. 
and they emerge out and they start this march. And sometimes it's up to 70 miles that they're marching to the breeding grounds. Imagine that, a penguin marching like this for 70 miles, right? But they keep going day and night. And why are they going these 70 miles, up to 70 miles? Because they know where the breeding ground is, is protected from, from the wind for the most part. They know as well that that ice sheet is not going to melt. So they have to know this, that when the summer comes, that this is still going to be a safe place for their chicks. So the male and females, they start this march. And it looks horrible, even in the summer, you know, late uh, summer months. It looks like very harsh conditions. They get there, they get to the breeding grounds, and sure enough, they start to mate. And two months later, uh, the female hatches uh, the, the egg. The, the, the egg is, is hatched, and it's this beautiful trade-off between uh, the female and the male. You guys have maybe seen movies, so of course, but you know this is this trade-off, and as soon as that trade-off happens, the female has to go marching again. And she marches back to the sea, which is even farther away now, and she's lost 30% of her body weight. And there she goes, marching off, and the male stays behind, protecting the egg. Because if the egg is exposed to the cold for five seconds, the chick inside will die. The female gets to the sea, she replenishes herself, she gets food for the chick, and she starts the march back even farther. And she goes. And meanwhile, the male is protecting the egg, and as soon as the female gets back, they have that trade-off of the egg, and now it's time for the male to march. And so he marches even farther, and he's lost 50% of his body weight. And he goes to the sea, and hopefully he can make it back. And so he gets back, and hopefully his chick is still there as well. And as this happens, we realize, why are they doing this? Why do they do this every single year? They have to do this. Because it's a story of love. As the documentary says, it's not a story of survival. It's a story of love. Because they know it's worth it to provide for this child, to have this child. Why do we do this every single Lent? Because we know it's worth it. We know that entering into the spiritual battle is worth it because we are going to receive all of the grace, all of the love that God wants to bestow down upon us. And so we must enter into this march. We must enter into this spiritual battle with the weapons of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And I know this sounds like a weird analogy. I know it sounds weird coming from my mouth and silly. But this Lent, let's be like penguins. I know that sounds silly. But what do they do? They keep marching forward. They persevere. They don't give up. That's we must do this Lent as well. Why? Because it's worth it. Even when the temptations come, we persevere. We don't give up. And if we do fall, we don't stay down there. We get back up. When we do this, we're going to experience so much grace, so much love, and all that God 
wants to give us.